culture collides with hip hop. Tell them it one more time. Some hip hop shit. The strength of a Jedi in the code that we live. And welcome to On Some Hip Hop Shit. Welcome. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm on Sunset Boulevard. It's a Friday night. We Friday rolling. Yes, it is nice to be back. Se- nice to be back in the saddle here. Yes, we're back in the building, 7522 Sunset Boulevard, home of Meltdown Comics. If you don't know. Now you do. Come check us anytime, seven days a week. Yep. New comics on Wednesdays. New comics on Wednesdays. And you know why that's special? Yeah. Because that's the name, Wednesday's Finest. <laughs> <laughs> somehow somehow it all comes back to Wednesday's Finest. There you go, baby. There it is. And wh- to me, this is a Wednesday's Finest podcast. For sure, because we have something um, to break out fresh out of the sleeve, fresh out of the annals of hip-hop history and hip-hop's current trajectory mm. um we have with us one of the architects of this shit from the left coast yes who's Very been putting nice. it down since 85 and probably before then that was just <laughs> his first first release yeah. we have rap royalty with us and we're blessed to have mr king t what up y'all Saddening. There you go. Now, <laughs> I mean, Brandon. Yes. Brando Calrissian. Because you didn't even introduce yourself. I didn't even introduce myself, You're man. You're so I'm, excited. I'm, I'm a little geek. I'm geeking out a little bit here. You are. And that's kind of what this podcast is about. Right. Right? Like, comic books, nerd culture. But really, you could just geek out on anything. Indeed. And you, my friend, are geeking out. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. So why are you geeking out? Just tell people who don't know. Okay, this is the real thing. Like when, um, when uh, I'm from LA. Okay. Okay, <laughs> that hasn't been established. <laughs> um, I actually was born in New York, but I grew up out here, and out here we first heard an artist. I mean, first we started with um, with Ice T. You know what I mean? Shortly thereafter, there was N.W.A. There was a lot of music that came up and was known as gangster rap music, right? Right. And I I love I enjoyed that. I mean, my dad, you know, found our NWA tape and crushed it with his hands and threw it away. You know what I mean? <laughs> despite <laughs> despite directing yeah. Crush Groove. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, we we went through all of that music, but it's like the first time we really heard music that resonated or I heard music that resonated with me because it wasn't um necessarily gangster it wasn't necessarily gangster music even though it had a hard edge to it it was the gentleman to the right of me Mm. spitting uh, uh, 
the boom truest bap. boom bap. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there was West Coast boom bap. West Coast boom bap. There was there, it, we talked about girls. It was drinking. It was clowning. You know Act, what I mean? It was comedy. On moms, <laughs> acting a fool. Exactly. Oh, yeah. it, it, it was just having fun. That's it, that's what we mainly wanted to start out with. You know, we were me and Pooh was you know definitely on the East Coast tip. Mm. Can't lie about that because that's where it started. We, you know, Eric B and Rakim, uh, LL Cool J, of course, because you know uh, Pooh and Bob and everybody was working with LL and the LA Posse and all that when they produced the I'm Bad album and things like that. So we were definitely on that East Coast feel because. What was going on on the West was more electronic mm-hmm. with, with some of my favorite DJs like uh, Egyptian Lover. Um, right. And and that was the sound out here. It was electronic. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dr. Dre, too. <laughs> um, the Wrecking Crew, Uncle Jam's yes. Army and yes. all that. They was tearing it up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it all, came, it's, it all started in New York. Right. And we tried to... Uh, just start our own West Coast type of hip hop, you know what I'm saying, and, and that's what it turned out to be, you know, act a fool. Wow, it's well, really, it, it, it started with payback some mother, and that was mm. the most boom bap you could get on techno hop. It, it was never heard, and and it, it it got a lot of play on the East Coast and okay. things like that. Nice. So we was lucky. Then that was in a time it was really like everyone thought. What we now call hip hop, which we weren't even calling a hip hop back then, mm-hmm. or at least I wasn't. It, everyone no, thought it was, it was it dan- dance music. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, "Okay, it's dance music." We didn't even know to call it hip hop. Exactly you know? right. We were just the the stuff that Egypt and Uncle Jam's Army, the record right. crew, that was like dance music. Right. Yeah. You're just gonna break to that. Yeah. You know? And right. and if you were lucky, see how L.A. scene was back then, like. The dudes in the dancing crews got the girls, right? <laughs> Most definitely. So if you could dance, right. you could you could pop lock, <laughs> you know break I mean? dance, yeah, exactly. spin on your head, like windmills. The, right. The girls were looking you They're know. leaving with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it was really it was really about dancing yeah. crews. And you know, as the the hip hop, the the rhyming kind of grew, I think, naturally out of out of that. Yeah. Uh, and then look at and that was more what West Coast was doing. East Coast was experimenting with more of the, you know, kind of typical or what we know now as as, as hip hop and sixteens and things of that yeah. nature. Out here there was really I mean, like I said, it was Egypt and and we, we did have two shore, we did have E forty and things like that, but they were from the Bay and I, we really wasn't hearing it like we should have been. Mm. Uh so I I studied the ly- the lyrics more than anything, right, so I was listening right. to my favorite rapper was Tila Rock back oh, in the days. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw the movie real early, like Wild Style, and right. you know, right right after I saw Breaking, you know, mm-hmm. some one of my friends from New York said you should see Wild Style. Mm. You know, did and, you see Beat Street before you saw Wild Style? No, I saw B Street before I saw saw Wild Style. Right, mm-hmm. I saw Wild Style last after everything. B Street was more. I like uh, B Street. People hate, like especially my, you know, my homies like to hate when I say 
Beat Street was better than Breaking, even though Hell, Turbo. Yes, it was. <laughs> he was. He was. You know, he was the man in yeah, that. He right. was. <laughs> Bro, got the broom. Yeah, that was my favorite scene. <laughs> Beat Street though was like how it really was. It was like more mm-hmm. cultural. Yeah, you know yeah. that's how it was in the club. Yeah. You know, right. it's time to battle. Calling it to the floor. It wasn't no magic brooms and no, right. a lot of colors and. Yeah, balloons and you know a dance girl from ballerina school. Right, right, right. right. Well, you know, but it was it was a good movie. But B Street Wild Style was more because that's where it came from. It came from the east. If you guys are listening, totally lost right now. Go ahead and Google you up some some B Street, Mm. and then uh, and then look at look at uh, you know. What the other movies that Wild are coming Style. out? Wild yeah. Style. And, and you know what? I have to admit, a, a, a guilty pleasure when I was a kid mm. was Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh, <laughs> no. That's what I'm talking about. Because it got I was too colorful. Yeah, that's true. But I was yeah. in Ohio at that time, and I didn't view it as a as a real, like a hip hop movie. Mm. I thought that was what California was like. Mm. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It was like that's what everybody thought what California yeah. was like, right? You know? And it wasn't. It nah. was a shocker <laughs> to a lot of people when they wasn't. realized it was right. not that. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, I mean, the first breaking was great. You know, the, the Radiotron and all that—that that right. was real. Yeah, Venice Beach, all that—that that was real. Yeah. So, what were you doing back then? Like, actually, what was your day to day? Back then, I was, uh, I was probably in. Let me tell you, I when I was probably in Houston, Texas. Mm. My mom moved me down to Houston, Texas because I kept getting in trouble out here. So we went down there for a couple of years, and that's where I really got my start. Mm. When breaking, when, that's where I saw breaking. Okay, right? you know, uh, and isn't that where premieres from too? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, Houston, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but Houston was so behind back then. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's how I really got on. I was about 14, 15 years old. And I used, I, I would stand outside this little college station out there, KTSU. They had this uh, program called Kids Jam. Mm. And I found out where the school was at. I used to stand out there until I met the program director and told her I could really get out on the turntable since this is kids. And I mean, you know, she gave me a chance. Mm. Yeah. And blew her mind and played her tapes that I recorded off of K-Day. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually Joe Cooley or some, uh, you know, you some Bobcat. Uh, Greg Mack and the Mack yeah, Attack. <laughs> you know, the Mix Masters. But when they told me to get on the turntables, I could really do mm-hmm. what, you know, they were hearing. So, oh, nice. Okay. You know, he's the man. So, so young 15-year-old King T was was DJ. I was DJ Terry T. There it is, DJ Back Terry then, T. Back then, you know. Nice. You know, two young moms, you know, back then, you know, your parents really didn't know nothing about how it is now. And right. They, you know, you got to go to school, get a job. Sure. Uh, this ain't going to work. Or you got to get out of my house, mm-hmm. you know. And I ended up getting in trouble. You know, and have to go to jail. Well, it wasn't jail. It was like a youth camp. And mom straight took off and went, came back to California. <laughs> Left you in Houston? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you know, I eventually got back out here and got got with um, 
a couple of people. I man, it was just divine intervention, I guess, because I ended up running into people that was actually down with Uncle Jam's army. Mm. Scotty D, uh, Bobcat, DJ Pooh. I met all these people. And was that through your DJing or just through connecting? I was being told that I had to, like I said, my I was living with my grandparents at this time in, in Pacoima. Oh, man. Pacoima, California. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I just happened to, you know, ditch in school, walk around the corner, and it's this, this feeler shop. It's called a Fila shop where they make these custom sweatsuits like Dapper Dan used to do right, on the right. East Coast. And this is in Pacoima? Pacoima, California. Damn. Like, yeah, San Fernando Valley. Yeah. <laughs> Making Dapper Dan. Yeah. And I'm looking through the window. It's closed at the time, but I'm looking through the window and I see the turntables in the mm. back. You know, and I'm like, I'm sitting here till they get here because this is all I know is that, you know, and when Scotty came, I, you know, he let me come in and let me get on the turntable. He said, oh, this kid is nice. And what's funny was, you know, he asked me, so, you know, where are you from? Who are you? You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm down with Uncle Jam's army. I lied. Right. So I was, <laughs> not knowing he's the man that promotes Uncle Jam's right. army. You know, he knows all of them. And that's, after that, I met DJ Pooh. Oh, wow. Bobcat, everybody. And it was too many DJs in the crew. Mm. I was DJing Bob, Poole, and everybody else. J-Row was there from the Licks and mm-hmm. all that. He was, you know, uh, and sometimes I I just used to jump on the mic. Mm-hmm. And they said, you sound better, you know, you'll do better rapping, you know, instead of trying to DJ, you know. And, you know, everybody got down better than me on the on the turntable, so I just stuck with the MCing. Mm. So were you practicing the turntables, though? Uh, every day. You had those at home? Houston, LA. That's all I did. But I was I was mimicking people like Egyptian Lover, Mm -hmm. Joe Cooley, Bob. Right, you didn't have your own style necessarily. No. no. And then MCing came along, and that's when you got the own style. Yeah. And so, what was the? How did you start? Was that writing? Was that just putting it in a book, pen to paper? What is that? It eventually came into writing. No, like I said, I saw the movie Wild Style, Mm -hmm. and you know, this gonna sound crazy, but I I I bit a lot of rhymes off of the wild style, motherfucking movie. really. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying saying them out here on you know out here doing shows and shit, like opening up for right. acts like Uncle Jam's Army was the, the the promotional crew that bought LL Houdini right. and 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 Beastie Boys mm. and the real real Roxanne Whistle. Roger Clayton bought them people mm-hmm. out here at first. Wow, was that fresh? Was that, that was that connected with Fresh Fest? Oh, uh, at Fest the Sports Fest. Arena. Okay, yep, I at was the there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where did Uncle Jam's Army bring the shows to? Where were the uh, Sports Arena? Okay, uh-huh. so yeah, that's where sports, all these artists yeah. are coming yeah. to. Yeah, damn. Yeah, that's Roger, big. Roger Clayton, he's resting in peace right now, but uh, they used to call him Mr. Prince. He was the founder of Uncle Jam's Army. Yeah. Yeah. So you get on the stage. But we opening up for these people. We had a crew called Total Control. Me, J Roll, DJ Pool, uh, uh, Suave D's, resting in peace too. But it it was cool. And what year was this? What year is it? Oh, eighty four, eighty five. Okay. Yeah. That was right. Yeah, Olympic Olympic year. So that was, yeah. that was yeah. big time, actually. 
there's a lot a lot happening and people were like oh when is this fag gonna be over that's all i remember like <laughs> yeah. you know people and they had a uncle jen's army had a rival crew called the wrecking crew uh-huh with dr dre lonzo right. clientele right. Yeah, yeah, so, and they—they they weren't really rivals, but you know, was, they were rivals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they—they were—they—they, they, and that's good for business in a way. Yeah, you know what I mean? It without was fun. without it really being beef, like it's it's good for business. Cause. Yeah. So were you? Did you have to battle? Were you battling at yes. the early stages? Mm, so yes. what was that? Was there a battle scene in L.A. in the Fila shop? Okay, yeah, late night. You know, uh. Rappers would come from everywhere to we were kind of popular as, as total control and and young MCs would come because a lot of celebrities would come to the Fila shop to get their suits made. Mm. I'm talking from uh, Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff, uh, Bobby Brown, Houdini. You know, new edition. Everybody, Scotty had them all up in there getting mm -hmm. the 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 LVs and the Gucci hats right. and the Fila suits and all that. So we met these people, and the young MCs just wanted to be around them type of people. So I would have to battle to stay. You know, I used to do mixtapes, all that type of stuff to stay relevant. You know, right. so it right. panned out. And and so um, talk about. Uh, getting a record deal because at that time you know when you actually came out i mean it was it, it well, was so early it, it's crazy um it was so much going on let me just say dj bobcat was like one of the best djs in cali at that time so he was called out by ll cool j to um come try out to DJ for him. And, mm -hmm. Well, actually, the whole, the story is the L.A. Posse, Daryl and Dwayne, right. uh, they all flew out to New York to produce for Def Jam. Mm -hmm. They ended up making beats for L.L. They did I'm Bad. They did that whole album. Oh, wow. That whole album. Um, Bobcat came out to DJ and scratch on the records because Cut Creator couldn't really do right and this was like after the first uh dj battle in new york new what was it the new music seminar and all mm -hmm. that it was like that first battle and joe was in it bobcat dj aladdin all in, they was all in it so ll wanted uh bobcat to dj for him bob ended up getting down he took my i did a song scotty d hooked me up with dj unknown from techno hop records we did a song called Payback Some Other. Mm. Bob and Pooh took it to New York. And while they were doing the I'm Bad album, they gave it to the DJs out there. DJ Red Alert was the first to play mm. it on the East Coast. Then Marley Maul played it. And it, it was like, I, I'm hearing to this day that it was the first West Coast rap artist to get played on New York that Airways. That is crazy. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. That 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 wow. Let's let's jump in. Let's let's let the people hear a little bit. Yeah, let's well, let the people hear a little bit. Give them a of, taste uh, of that of boom back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is my stuff right here. I had to set of this. <laughs> With the, oh yeah. It's a 
Friday night on the streets of LA. I'm going out, been hanging around the house all day. So I'll take me a shower just like a big daddy. Stop at the Arco, put some gas in my caddy. I'm on my wheels, shine up my Dayton's. Check my 12 gauge, I see Jack is just waiting. Got it in my car, rolled up the tinted glass, look for my Zap tape to pop in my dash. Can't find it, forget it. Went under my seat, found my old five tape of the song ED. So I popped it in, then I pumped it up. Love hearing funk because the disco sucks. Somebody got chills when the baby started pounding. I took off because I'm going to town. It won't be back to morning, don't have to go to school. Better get ready. I'm finna act a fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. That was nice, nice foreshadowing, by the way, when yeah. you talked earlier about your childhood and you said, yeah, we just act a fool. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Roger yeah. and Zap dropping all the all the funk references that would come into the music later. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, that, that's that was a, a Johnny Guitar me. Watson sample right there. One of my favorite R&B artists. So who man. produced that? You DJ Pooh. Okay, DJ. He produced that whole album, yeah. didn't he? What a talent. Talk about him and what he well, has that's, meant. That's what we did. When we did Payback Some Mother uh, on Techno Hop, it did what it did. It got played in New York. Then we had to come back with the second single, which was the coolest. It was cool. And then we did a song called Bass um, on, on Mac Daddy Records. That was actually the label of Greg Mac. That okay, was actually okay. uh, running fifteen, yeah, mm-hmm. fifteen eighty K day at that time. So he put it out, and that's what actually got us to deal with Capitol Records. Okay, in eighty seven, wow. and we dropped up. We we went in, and Pooh came back from New York from producing "I'm Bad" with Bob and L.A. Posse, and we did the Act of Fool album on Capitol, like, and it came out in eighty eight, mm. and wow. we did like. After that, we did At Your Own Wrist album, and then after that was the Trifling album. Mm-hmm. And that was it for Capital. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Capital's right up the street here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was my home, man. That's why I moved to Hollywood. When I was living in Hollywood, this place wasn't here. Mm. A lot of places around here wasn't here. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So what, what's the connection to Compton then? When were you in Compton? Oh, that's a hell of a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I, I Well, no, meeting meeting Scotty D. That that's that's it. You know, like I said, I me and my mother we basically bounced all around LA, you know, me as a kid and like I said, Houston, Texas, Third Ward. Get coming back. Like I said, I met Scotty at his shop and and, and he put me on. He put me on. Scotty's original from Compton, and all the people that he had working for him was from Compton. This is all I'm hearing, and this is all I know. And then I, they introduced me to a guy named Mixmaster Spade. Mm-hmm. He's resting in peace. And that was it. Spade said, you're from Compton now. That was it. I, I quoted in, and mm. all I've ever represented was Compton because – they gave me my life. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. how it is. That's crazy. So, so, so obviously there's a connection to the whole NWA crew and all that, right? Yeah, we've been, I've been, Dre, Eric, everybody, you know, we used to share the equipment going from studio to studio. It was more of like, we were doing, 
we what they call mixtapes now that they put on CD. Mm-hmm. We were doing that back in the days on, on actual cassette. tapes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they were real mixtapes, and we were really mixing sometimes with four tracks or eight tracks, and just making it sound crazy, mega mixing, and all that. But it was based in Compton. We used to make things in uh, Easy E's mom's. She had a back house, mm. you know, and that's where we do our tapes at. <clears throat> So it was more, we used to have, you know, just like in the movie, straight out of Compton, that house, when they show where Dre's living with Jinx and he's in there scratching his time and all, we used to have to knock on the window and be like, yo, we need that SP-1200 because we got got the session mm. over here at Echo Sound. We got to use it. And they, you know, it, it, it's it's just like that, man. It's wow. real shit. That's <laughs> nice. Just a small world of people who are actually doing that. Yeah. It feels like, you know what I mean? Even though you you guys probably had associate, associations and friendships. Yeah. I mean, you guys were really brought together by the music, it sounds right. like. And we all, you know, all, all, our, all our music was distributed by this one company. McCola Records, mm-hmm. you know, everybody that had their own label like Eric, you know, Ruthless Records, it was manufactured by McCola. Right. Techno Hop, manufactured by McCola Records, you know, uh, the Wrecking Crew stuff, mm-hmm. right. manufactured by, you know, McCola Records, Don McMillan, right. you know, so. Mm-hmm. So it, it, what's amazing to me or I, what I'm impressed with about you specifically is that it seems like once you were doing your own thing, you also saw the need and took the responsibility to bring others up. Like you got your chance and yet, and that meant something to you enough where you, you did that for others. Oh, uh, that's always been my thing because honestly, I, I'm a DJ you know that just at the at, soul yeah at the that, soul that was it the backbone and i i my mama tell you i always just wanted to be a radio personality get mm-hmm. behind this mic and talk i didn't want nobody to see me i hated doing videos mm-hmm. i hated performing on stage i i just hated being in front of the crowd right you know but eventually you know you, you gotta, can do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it took a while i you know me and dmc talk from run dmc mm-hmm. and one, one thing he told me was that's why he drunk so many 40s mm. was to get out and, and get in front of that crowd and i think that's how i was mm-hmm. too you know i would drink to you know i love drink you know right. we right. loved it and that's how the whole alcoholic and the liquid crew was was formed through that. Yeah, but, I read also that you were thinking of naming it either the Daily Chronics. Yeah, <laughs> or, that was Pools. Or idea. the Alcoholics. Yeah, one we the sit other. there trying to decide, you know, the Daily Chronics or the Alcoholics. I think either would have worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the licks worked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was what was really interesting to me is like, uh, and what caught me, like I was telling you earlier off mic. I was first introduced to you with the Trifling album. Yeah, and uh, it was it was the it was the tape, and it was the it was the orange uh, orange sixty one the orange six one Impala. Yeah, um, and and that was like wow, okay, that guy without without even guy. hearing the music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this about? You that know, was actually that like the third. Do you know the album covers were? Yeah, we we got a lot of love with the album covers, and we got to thank uh, 
uh, Glenn Friedman for that. Oh, okay. the photographer. That's yeah, uh, he, that, that's the same guy who shot uh, the Run Power DMC, album. Yeah, Run DMC, uh, Beastie Boys, everybody. Wow, okay. Yeah, he did the act of full cover. He started it with that, with me walking with the gun in front mm. of the Cadillac. Mm. Then the uh, were you wearing suits all the time? The uh, khaki suits. Yeah. Nah. No, because that that uh, that act of full album has you in like a uh, like a. A real tight one, too. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, is that what King T wears every day? Well, that's what we were wearing. It was either a Carhartt, uh, one of them suits, or a Dicky suit, you know. Uh, the second album was At Your Own Risk, the green one with the green 6-4 on okay. the freeway. Yeah. Then the third one was the trifling album with the orange, orange. 61. Yeah. yeah. So, I think I remember. That's all Glenn Friedman, though. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's... Then we got Mike is that Miller. Gonna, and, and now now you're here. One of the reasons we're talking is because you have a new project. Yeah, working on a book. Okay. We're working mm. on a book right now. We don't have a title. We we got a few titles, but we're gonna, you know, I'm just starting. We just we just got solidified it. everything mm -hmm. in this last week. Working on a book. It's gonna be great, is man. It's gonna tell nonfiction. The, oh, it's the true story of my just me till till now, and I'm gonna drop a new album. And it'll all fit together. That's beautiful. So That's I, beautiful. I don't, I don't have too much to talk about sure. it, uh, on it right now because we're just coming up with everything right now. Got so. it. Got so it. it'll be more of this good stuff we're doing right now. Oh yeah, yeah. everything, all real. Everything yeah. that I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting that's stuff, too. I mean, it go from Dr. Dre to Easy to Ice T to Darlene, uh, uh, every, you know, them was my people's, and right. it's gonna be a you know, a good story. And so, mm -hmm. where's it coming out? What's the book publishing company? Uh, over the over the edge books, yeah, there it goes. There, you know, my man Paul Stewart, I hooked up with him. Had a dope meeting, and he knows what I'm trying to do. And you know, I've been knowing Paul for a long time. And, and you, you read doing... his Darlene book? Not yet. Yeah, not yet. You know, Darlene's that's my that's my homegirl. She's the first syndicate queen. You know, yep. so that's my homegirl. You know, for all those out there, we're talking about Darlene, who was Ice T's yeah. uh, better half. Yes. For just uh, just Google. Ice tea power. Ice tea right. power. And you will be like, okay, also that's Darlene. the cover girl. Yeah, still. Yeah. She's still the rhyme syndicate queen. Rhyme syndicate queen. Yeah. yeah, rhyme syndicate was so thorough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that brought out everyone from Everlast. Can you to, believe that Everlast? Yeah. I remember Everybody. that. Yeah. That's Everlast amazing. First I mean, came he, out. Yeah. He, was, he was like, he had, he, a, had a, he had a suit, like a he real had a suit. suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that went to the Celtics jersey right after that. <laughs> yeah, he jumping around hey, oh, he man. did literally that's my man yeah that's cool so um so you get on uh this you you walked up well you walked into Capitol records right you you walked oh well into the big and speaking building. of ice yeah. and rhyme syndicate i ended up being represented by ice and rhyme syndicate george hinojosa and all them and like i said we did the bass song George and Ice walked it into Capitol Records and okay. got me to deal with Capitol Records in in the eight in late eighties. Wow! And we did three albums with them. That's, yeah. that's and 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 so is, is that the 
time you turned to mom and said, "Mom, I'm, 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 <laughs> I do, I'm doing something right." Uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It changed the dynamic a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. You'll 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 read all about that in the book. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so are you actually writing the book? Is this you your words? Are you good doing it with someone else? How's this process I'm, work? I'm yeah, basically doing. I'm writing my right thing and somebody else is coming in and editing and doing how did that book shit go you right. know yeah. put, yeah. bring it bring it all together yeah yeah, yeah man that's go. how it should be <laughs> yeah because yeah, i could be quite you know too much yeah <laughs> well you, know, you ain't really gotta say all that no, right no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well hey the people are ready i mean one thing i notice is like in the youtube era you know you know the young people realize they can go back and study in a whole different kind of way at the time all we really had was the music to go off of you know what i mean it's a different day and age exactly like and 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 then you know i mean years later you know rap pages came out and the source came out right on yeah i I remember you you had some nice spreads in some of those publications for my kids man i'm looking for that the museum yeah Yeah. that's gonna be dope i actually Mm -hmm. remember a rap pages that you might have been on the cover uh, I mean, you or you had a, had a nice cover. spread on on, yeah. on, a, on a rap page. Source, I did. Yeah, some, yeah. yeah. I, I just need to find that stuff. Yeah, because that's yeah. how we identify people. And 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 getting back to what I was saying uh, about you know what you represented to me, who I didn't know you at all, but was just like obviously you had been through. You know, you had lived life. You had a hard edge to your music, yeah. but it wasn't. It was you were not gang you know what i mean in the beginning it was not gang gang in the beginning what we tried to do is 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 shy away from that because that's all it was that's why i say we were we were really leaning towards like being on some east coast shit Mm -hmm. because everybody was you already had the easy and nwa and ice cube right you know what i'm saying so we were more about partying yeah and we 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 happy to be here exactly you know what i'm saying so we happy to be on stage rocking entertaining so and we're having fun we getting bitches we get (laughs) you know what i'm saying we got girls that love the the beer splash up the front row always gets splashed with the we're having fun with who wants to fight after that right but at the same time you were talking about some real shit yeah, like, well, like it, it wasn't uh, like you. You had, and I want to. I want to play a little clip which, of this. Which one? I want to play a little clip of uh, Black Together again. Um, oh yeah, we had to deal with them issues. Come on, the yeah. riot just went down. Oh my and, oh, gosh! You know, uh, yeah. Rodney King just got beat up in the middle of the street. Woo! <laughs> oh, let it, let it, yeah. Now let the production won. play. Now who's the police man? Like Save a life for your kids. Nah, that's actually me. Uh, I produced this with uh, Broadway, the same guy that produced Dippin'. Okay. And muffler from la posse that produced ll cool j and all that looking at the news and now i see pounds caught and coon turns coming up sooner than he thought it might be at a stoplight or maybe at the station either way it go i'm 
I'm still making bacon. Stuff him with an apple and it's my big choice gaffle. Tie his ass up and bring him back to my castle. Throw him in the dungeon, leave his badge and his gun in the car. Turn it upside down, burn it up and let it blaze. All I got left is one cage. I slung all the ones that I brung from the gun store. I gotta get at least three more and I can give a fuck what you think I got them for. Hold up, hold up. Get Broadway, y'all grab that TV right there. And all the king's hoes and all the king's men Go try to put this shit black together again Come on <laughs> Oh yeah, and, and you you got a verse on there Actually, where you go in And you're talking about something that's happening today With Donald Trump Pull a man out of truck and get stretched I got a glitch with the touch uh, was it the third? It might be the third verse. I can't remember. It might be the second or third uh, verse. Man. I remember mentioning Trump in this song. Though, yeah. In 1993. Damn. He said, he said Donald Trump could get bring your ass oh, in the hood and get jumped. jumped. Right, 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 right. Yeah, was, yeah. Was that based off his USFL fucking that shit up? Uh, I think he was just, he was always been an asshole to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. We didn't That's give a fuck about Trump. About. He was, yeah, you, now you, he's trying to become president. He just—he was just some guy who ran around talking about how rich he was. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. What happens to those dudes in the hood? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, you got it. I don't. You don't got it no more. <laughs> <laughs> Went about three or four uh, bankruptcies and all that. Right. So are you into politics? Is that something you're no. paying attention? <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. I voted for Obama, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I voted because he was black. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's the only politics I know about. Let right. me ask you this. When you when you um when you first started rhyming, did you ever think there would be a black president? No. Honestly, uh no. Yeah. No. You know, you always in the back of your mind, you, you wish for something, you know, you, you hope and, you know, and it happened. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. You know, nah, not really. I remember Richard Pryor had a skit. Um, was it the Richard white guy? Richard Pryor show. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Oh, on the, the Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor show, show. Which only lasted four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And you're calling out an episode. Uh, uh, no, that it was more than four episodes. I got a whole than, collection. Yeah, of yeah. But. They could not control him. Nah, come on, Richard. He was he was not having it, mm. and everything that he did was funny as fuck, yeah. but political as fuck. You know what I mean? In mm. just the most subversive ways. So one of the in one of the episodes, he is leading a press conference as the black president. You know, mm. and oh, see that one. hilarity ensues, you know, and he is just going off on the entire press corps, <laughs> you know, in a, in a way that only Richard Pryor can. And so it, it is interesting because um, it took someone with almost, you know, Obama's no c- comedian, but he has a similar gift of gab, you yeah, know, yeah. he could talk about anything i saw him in his his little comedic situation obama's he's got it yeah he's cool very cool so what kind of pop culture stuff influenced you 
early on to this day? Like, are you a Walking Dead person? Are you comic book guy? I mean, is there anything that you or you just geek out maybe on even hip hop? Uh, no, not really. Uh, music is all I got. Mm. Um, hip hop is not. You know, um, since an early age, my my parents, mother and father has shown me different styles of music as far as jazz, as far as spoken word, mm. as far as even alternative rock and things mm-hmm. like that. I've I've learned to embrace it all, you know, and get and get some out of it. You know, so I I these days I rarely listen to hip hop. Mm. Right. You know, I do. I have kids, you know what I'm saying, and you know, they drive, you know, but is there someone you think right now new that is carrying the torch that you think, oh, yeah, I can get behind that? Like that is that person has a young. Yeah, a youngster just taking the torch, carrying it, representing properly that you feel proud about. Oh, of course, you have to say someone like a Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I And even on a more hood type of situation the nipsey hustle mm-hmm. or uh you know wow. vince staple you know all these you know it's a few out there um my kids got me getting into a lot of new things and that's what it's all about i can't knock i can't knock right. none it's of this new stuff it's not a knock. you know it's like it because i have to think back of when we we're trying to put our shit right, out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was the same thing. Did nobody like it? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not going to last. It's not. Oh, get that stuff out of here. Right. You know, so that's, you know, and I, I refuse to do that to them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. all. Even though you may feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff I can't understand. Right. You right. know, and maybe that's a lane I don't know about. Right. You know, if, and I can't get out, get on the mic and start rapping like that, even though I could adapt real good. And, and just because I love music and I love hip hop, you know, and that's what you're supposed to do. If, right. You know, but I can't get on the mic and just say. Yeah. It's a different lane yeah. and, and it has a lot to do with drugs. Right, you know, it's a it's a whole drug lane. You have to be on these drugs to understand this music, right? And and people get hypnotized by this music, and I, you know, I love it. You know, I love that they created this lane. Yeah, Mm -hmm. let's keep hip hop going. Well, that is that's a good point right there. And that's one thing about um, bringing that up is like your 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 style of rhyming. I mean, it was very unique, like not only that, but your voice, you know, it's funny that you say a radio DJ was like one of your goals growing up because your voice is like. I would have been unique. scared to talk on the mic, though. Yeah. I, I didn't even want to speak on the mic because I, you know, it, it took a lot for me to be comfortable with my voice. Mm. You know, because I, you don't know that when you first start. You'll be yelling and screaming on the mic. Right. Trying to find your voice. That's true. You know. It takes practice. Uh, and so, you, eventually you'll grow into it. What other MCs have you seen perform or just conduct themselves that you're like, now that's how you do it? Like, that is something that even though I do what I do, they do it right, too. Like, I can respect that. 
obviously there's a ton of them, but the yeah. ones that really stand out, the ones that really just grab you. First one would be LL Cool J, mm. uh, Big Daddy Kane. Oh my! And then you would have to go into I've, I've sat on you know backstage or on the side and watch Snoop Dogg. You know what? Um, I have to bring up corrupt. Oh my! Very commanding, and you know he commands the crowd, and he's just a genius on the mic. Is he as a ridiculous freestyler as I believe yes. him to be? Yes. Anything, any situation, and I would have to bring up Black Thought from the Roots. I've, I've watched him. I've, I've. Uh, it's a gang of them. Um, E Forty, and my man Exhibit. Exhibit. Mm. Yeah. Exhibit commands the crowd and Next make it Z. yeah talk a little bit about exhibit and just your relationship with him um because to me i mean he was probably one of the, like when i was into you know probably late 90s mm -hmm. and i was listening to just lyricists hungry lyricists right. who were just freestyling getting on wake up show well, exhibit was yeah. representing the west coast represent la him and Defari, actually. Yeah. I love those. I mean, those guys were fierce. And you have connections with both those. Well, yeah, both from, from the Liquid Crew. Um, exhibit was special, you know. Um, like you mentioned, the wake-up show, that's where I really engaged in him because they would always, you know, they used to have, wake-up show had these battles, like, mm -hmm. right there. Like, you got to spit, and X would come in there and just rip everybody down, like, every time. And he, and without even knowing, he really wanted to represent the Liquid Crew. You know what I'm saying? And E. Swift put him down, got him a deal, every loud records. Mm. It, it was it was over. Mm. You know, got into movies, and he's, he's on his own thing right there. Yeah. Yeah. What was the record from, uh, from like, because the alcoholics, you you brought the alcoholics to the stage, right. and you were like featured on most of like a lot of the songs. I remember from. from well, actually, I'm 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 a I'm part of the group, the alcoholics. And you right. I'm I'm the uh, producer of the alcoholics in the beginning. Okay. Um. It, it was more of uh, we create like, you know, the story of us sitting up and trying to get a name, the Daily Chronics and the Alcoholics. We choose the Alcoholics. Now we got to put the group together. Mm -hmm. So it was with that was in my old crew, Total Control from the Feeler Shop. E Swift was my DJ. Mm -hmm. uh, and they brought out Tash from Ohio. Okay. What part of Ohio, by the way? Do you know? Akron? I'm not sure. LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Right. I don't know. I'm from Ohio. So. Adam, oh, okay. He, Adam from Cincinnati. He's, he's, he's okay. rooting for Cincinnati. I don't know. I'm rooting. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, cool. But yeah, that's how it was all put together. Okay. And we just went in the studio and started making music under the alcoholics. Got it. I barely rapped on anything because I was working on... Um, a deal with MCA, me and Broadway, to do uh, the label. Uh, and that's when we put out King T for Life. Okay. All right. Got it. Well, that makes sense. You know this one? Uh, 
ridiculous right there yeah the second night of recording and you know it it was it was fun it was fun Mm -hmm. definitely and we gotta let people know we got liquid radio coming out yeah what's that about talk about that just i created my own station where we could just play underground what y'all call backpack and you know, we'll play new stuff too, but mostly classics and mixes. Nice. And so like uh, let me ask you, you know a guy named uh, AC, the program director? Yes, sir. Okay. HipHopPhilosophy.com yeah. radio. That would be featured on Liquid Radio. Okay. Yeah. Good. Because yeah. I know he, he has mad respect for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's been, we've been down since day one and, and AC's a great fella man. yeah man that is a he loves hip-hop he's a true defender <laughs> right of the hip-hop culture oh man he yeah. do you follow him at all yeah, yeah. And, and, and listen to him he's he, doing he's doing a show on liquid radio yeah that's, that's amazing yeah. and so is that gonna be that's just online on uh, available any platform we have a yeah any platform uh for your phone iphone your android um through the rap station, okay. uh, Chuck D's thing. We'll put, we'll put oh, our podcast cool, on cool. your radio, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I was sitting here thinking that, too. We, y'all need to come on over there, too, and let's okay. do it. Yeah. We'll, 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 keep we'll host, funky. we'll get on that. Yeah, exactly. no doubt. So where will that, when will that be ready? What, when, how can we'll people We'll shoot for the middle of July. Okay. Any way to follow that? How are we going to follow the yeah, status? Uh, it's uh, Instagram uh, at Liquid Radio. Uh, liquid spell l-i-k-w-i-t radio uh twitter same thing facebook same thing liquid radio it's already set up we're just getting the platforms ready Mm -hmm. right now and Mm -hmm. getting the pre-recordings up and ready to go we'll be running by the fourth of july okay Mm -hmm. so other than ac and now the on some hip-hop shit podcast (laughs) what 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 kind of program i'm doing a i'm doing a morning show it's called uh, King T's Morning Hangover, mm-hmm. and uh, we got some other shows. Uh, we got a, like an afternoon drive, which is all mixing. Got um, AC, like I said, with Hip Hop Philosophy, the Liquid Radio version and things like that so it's gonna be a whole roster. All right, nice. and maybe we can also talk, because uh, Brando, before you got here, mm. 
King T and I were talking about the Universal Hip Hop Museum. Yes. Yeah. And um, as if you know me, you know that I'm 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 down. I'm officially helping the archiving department right now donating my collection of hip-hop because i showed you all those comics yeah, i had yeah i got records i got cds really? tapes i got your tape oh and shit. all this is being donated to the universal hip-hop museum That's and so king t is going to be a part of that yes That's most amazing. definitely so amazing. and so maybe the ua the uhhm mm -hmm. can have a little uh show on liquid radio yeah yeah oh yeah you Come know on, what i mean yeah. yeah that's cool Give me a beer, man. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Hey, oh, yeah. The alcoholic needs on. a beer. Yeah. You got it, got it nice. They got this nice little watermelon Belgium beer up in here, y'all. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. an ale. Watermelon lime. There it is. Yeah. We, I ain't going to say who it's by. I don't do no advertising. Yeah. And then also, we you. should say also just a shout out because hip hop is about, you know, honoring others as well as yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh we gave our guest a beautiful gift tonight, oh. which is the Hip Hop Family Tree comic book nice. by Ed Pisker. Uh, check him out. He's straight out of Pittsburgh. Yes, man. And he is documenting the entire I started tearing culture. up. Right? Wow. I, you got to hook up. Was it your first time seeing it? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's the, awesome. Everything you show me tonight is like kind of my first time seeing cool. things. And I'm, I'm going to really get into this. Man. Yeah, yeah, so Ed actually did a signing here at Meltdown Comics, and I got to DJ that. Wow. Yeah, and <laughs> my skills were not necessarily as good as anyone else's, but I knew what to play after the next song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what it's all about. So... Yeah, so uh, Ed Pisker, shout out to you too. Indeed, indeed, and we, we're ready for that. Um, ready for that King T issue. <laughs> oh man, yeah, my that, part better be. Cause I see, he's like, is that is it? Is he the same cat that's doing the other one? The, yeah, yeah, the big one is the collected volume. So yeah. it actually started off as a web comic. Okay, and so he was just doing little three panel, five panel, a page scene about a specific artist. He do and you know meticulous research on it either through a youtube video well i see it stopped at 85 is that where right, right right no that's issue that was the collected two so issue three's out already or collected volume three uh -huh. four is about to come out at comic-con mm -hmm. and so what you saw was only up to 85 okay. i think yeah right. Right. so they're already at now run dmc they're getting into krs okay in 87 i'm coming up I'm coming yeah up. you're coming <laughs> up and he does and he makes sure to definitely hit west coast okay. hip-hop and mm -hmm. and we were also talking about that um earlier off mic which was the fact that the west coast hip-hop scene and mm -hmm. i know you always talk about this brando mm. but the west coast hip-hop scene needs its shine like not just straight out of Compton, but we're right. talking like what people don't know. Right. There's some amazing stuff that, you know, people would fiend for. And King T, you were telling me about the pictures you had. Yeah. What yeah. pictures do you have? I got some classic. Tell me. Classic. Well, I don't actually have them. My homeboy, uh, and like I said, he's like an uncle to me, Scotty D, that put me in the game. Right. Yeah, he, he got pictures of everything from LL to uh too short on down it, everybody in the game that's amazing suge knight you know he, he did promotions for most of all these hip-hop labels around here platinum street promotions so it's got a lot of flicks that 
would be good for. But he's actually writing a book too right now. Too, mm, that'd so. be awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I was I was realizing when I just in thinking about, you know, what you've meant to the West Coast hip hop is your legacy through the alcoholics mm -hmm. is that, like the alcoholics was the first group to break through that really set the template for groups like far side and high row, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. In order to like, okay, we just do our thing. We get loose. We get crazy. We party. Yeah. We party. Ain't no gangster shit. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all about having fun, enjoying yourself. Talk about the evolution of, the alcoholics in that journey because you know we got a little bit of of how you can't be a from artist. from from the alcoholics just spurred a lot like you know uh like we know exhibit but then came the far eye mm -hmm. uh then came feel the agony oh, yeah uh Dope other groups uh well you know in the beginning there was the barbershop mcs mm -hmm. um then there was Loot Pack. Mm -hmm. uh, I could go on and yeah. on. Dilated People. Planet Asia. Yeah, everybody. Razcast. Yeah. Right. You know. Was yeah. it Rasco? Or is he from? He's from up no, north. Razcast. Oh, yeah. Razcast. He actually used to dance for me. Really? Yeah. On the, um, on the Rough Rhyme video, you could see him spinning on his head on Razzcast. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Razzy. <laughs> well, he's, he's he's definitely um, well, he's been queued up for the podcast, so we're, we're trying yeah. to lock him down. He's around here, somewhere. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you know, with the licks, it, it that's what I wanted. That's what I love putting other other cat other talented cats on that that got a flow and. And we have fun with it. Were you, guys, were you guys able to tour? Like, well, the Alcoholics done the best tours. They mm. was on the Warp Tour. They was on a lot of skateboarding tours and college tours. And that's where they had to change their name from the Alcoholics to the Licks. Licks. Why? Because right. uh, Matt. Uh -huh. Mothers, oh, against, mothers drunk against drunk driving, driving. and that's Licks. L A L I K S. That's where it all came. Yeah. Yeah. The Liquid Crew. Yeah. yeah. So, what is the craziest thing you've seen on tour? Uh, we can't talk about that. All right. <laughs> talk about the craziest thing you can talk about. <laughs> Yo, just a lot of lot of fun with just being uh, us. The girls love the alcoholics. Right. Because you know, they party. Yeah, that's all it was. They, you know, and... You know, that's what it's all about. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> shy. Hey, hey, you got to buy the book for that. Yeah. <laughs> really, though. Right? <laughs> buy the book. book. Over the Edge Books. Yes, yeah, my man is. Paul Stewart. We yeah. finna put it together. So do you have a title for that book, by the way? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. You might have said that. Yeah. But I'm excited to read that. Oh, yeah. Man. We'll have to get you we'll back get on a movie after that, after yeah. that too. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> a lot of good people be in that movie. Yeah, absolutely, man. absolutely. So, um, one thing that we like to do is we like to talk about, you know, not only people who have influenced us, but people who we might say are on that surprise top five. Everyone talk about top five, you know, and, and, and sometimes you hear the same names mentioned over and over again a lot of people whose 
top rapper is someone who is talked about as being influenced by King T. And there's there's a lot of this on the on the on the web um saying that Biggie Smalls yeah. heard King T and I'm obviously big <laughs> you know Biggie Smalls is in his own lane, but we're all influenced by stuff. Oh, yeah. And you had a certain flow, a certain, you know, thing to your voice that just, I haven't heard anywhere else. I haven't heard anywhere else. So it's a great combination. Yeah. So when I hear that, I don't feel like, I mean, some people would might say, oh, um, you know, Biggie Smalls took King T's thing and and did it on the East Coast. But nah. uh, I mean, I don't think it takes I mean, anything we were, away we were, from Biggie. We yeah. were we were cool. We were we were good friends. You know what I'm saying? That's I, dope. I think we doted on each other. You know what I'm saying? We listened to each other's things. I more myself was more of on him and and how how fly he was and and you know him being a big cat and just being real smooth with the rhyme and the flow. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, people take certain things and twist them and, you know what I'm saying? I think we just, we kind of liked each other. You know what I'm saying? We were friends, you know, very good friends. And that's all it was, you know what I'm saying? You know where where you were that night that he got shot? Yeah. I was sitting at home uh, just... In my drawers, on the couch, mm. probably smoking some weed, and it just came on the TV, you know, on the news, you know, just right up the street too. Uh, well, they, I was in Inglewood. I was living in Inglewood at the time. They was in Vegas, but it, it was, it was, it was. No, he was on that. Was, I'm talking Biggie. Wilshire. Biggie was on uh, Fairfax and Wilshire. When what? When he got shot. Oh, oh, you I'm thinking of Tupac. Right, right. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of Tupac. But yeah, both of them situations. You were in your drawers at both times smoking weed. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I stay home. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's why you're here today. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll survive. I will survive. Amen. Nah, but, you know, the Biggie thing was sad, and so was Tupac. And it was all, you know, in a way, I kind of saw it all happen. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. By the way, East Coast versus West Coast back in the day, were you like, "What the fuck is going on?" Or were you like, "West Coast"? I I know I was never like on some like gangster West Coast fuck the East Coast type thing, but you have to ride with your people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I I represent the West Coast. I represent Compton. You know what I'm saying? So I go from there. But like uh, any interview, anybody I talk to, I will always, when the interview first start off, I'm going to let you know I was influenced by everything East Coast. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, no, what do you think real. that East Coast, West Coast was about? Really? Tupac and Biggie. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And everyone else in the shrapnel. Yeah. Because, I mean, what you talked about, Bobcat being over there with LL. I yeah. mean, the whole, it was a very symbiotic. I showed you pictures with, from Paradise's Gray, Paradise Gray's collection. It has Ice T over yeah. in the Latin Quarter. I mean, this yeah. is a symbiotic relationship where people seem to depend on each other and love each other. Yeah, I could never hate the East Coast. They embraced me at an early age and, 
it was just lovely from funk master flex to red alert marley mall mr magic so do you think it was really biggie and tupac or do you think it was the surrounding uh record labels or the, the was, crews or or just what was it because it, i don't really know that it was those two biggie and tupac because they're individuals and they they get to choose what they want to do and how they project themselves. don't ain't no individual is supposed to let nobody around them tell them what to do right so you putting that out there to the world you know saying that's you yeah. You know, so it was Biggie and Tupac. Did it affect you in any way? Yeah, it did. How? I lost two good friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's about it. Right. Right. You know, you know, real good friends that didn't have to go very talented motherfuckers, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So So what was your relationship with Tupac? <laughs> Just love. Just love, you know. You know, we were like brothers. Everybody gets into it, and, you know, we had our tits and tats and all that, you know what I'm saying? But we were good when he when he went, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm right. happy for that. Right. You know. Damn. You lived, you, you lived a lot. Hey, man, you, you got to get lot. this book out yeah, so man. motherfuckers yeah, can it, read this it'll shit. It'll be in the book. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I just, I got so many questions, but I, yeah. I do want people to buy your book. Yeah. And there's a lot, a no. lot you have, man. Yeah, we, we're going we're gonna to leave some in the chamber. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the other thing is, is like, I am big into this, you know, Universal Hip Hop Museum. I was talking to you about it. And I mean, just the fact of what you're giving the people right now. I mean, the museum wants to do this for every hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. And ev- and the, in each culture or each part of the culture. So West Coast should deserve its own place. But I was telling King before, I mean, he deserves his own place. Like, I can't wait to see your exhibit. I can't yeah. wait to hear your lesson or what you're teaching about West Coast hip hop because it is, I mean, you. you. Well, they got me now in the, um, what's that, the African-American Museum, okay, over by USC. Yeah, okay, nice. And some uh, okay, uh, West Coast uh, hip hop photography uh, seminar. Okay, but they got me gang banging and all Mm -hmm. that. Got you know, got me looking crazy. But it's cool. I'm happy to be there. Right. They got Tupac and everybody else too. So nice. Okay, so. Um, that's something to check for, most yeah. def. And how can people check that? How Just you- go to the museum, uh, the African American uh, Science Museum, Af- actually. Right at um, African American Museum uh, Science Museum, and um, it's by the Coliseum near the USC yeah. campus. Um, they definitely have some great exhibits there. So. Oh, they got a lot going on at that. Mm-hmm. They, keep, <laughs> they keep they keep it fresh. <laughs> one thing I was going to say is that one thing you spoke on a record was um, that was powerful to me at the time because there was so much violence going on. Mm-hmm. You spoke about the gang truce. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of time before people were really, before it was popular, you know what I mean? It seemed like something that was important. I was important. there. Yeah. I, 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 I'll I talk was about there in that. the park, yeah. And was, then, then, now, what's, what song was that? Uh, Well, it was one, um, oh, uh, Stop Fighting. That's on the, um, 
At Your Own Risk album. At Your Own Risk. And then even on the Trifling album, I mean, there's just lines. You know what I mean? Where you're just talking about. Well, of course, Black Together again. Right. And yeah, I mean, come on. I was producing for Ice Cube back then, too. And that was the Death Certificate album. Wait, do you you and Cube have some of the same um, tracks? Uh... Not tracks. Okay. You mean beats? Same producers. Same producers. Yeah. It, you, DJ Pooh produced. DJ Pooh. Oh. Yeah. Pooh and Bobcat. It just, they're the so reminiscent. Man. Yeah. 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 I America's produced. Most uh, Wanted and, uh, yeah. and the Trifling album. I produced a couple of songs on the Death Certificate album, uh, Giving Up the Nappy Dugout. Okay. And uh, Horny Little Devil. Wow. That's the Marley Mall thing. Risk. Yeah. Just instrumental for you yeah. to <laughs> nice. just just the, marinate over. For us to talk over. Okay, but we we interrupted you. You were gonna talk about the gang trips. You were there. Yeah. Uh, this is when Crips and down, Bloods. Crips yeah. and Bloods. I went. Well, the thing about the truce was the Crips had to go over to Blood neighborhood, and mm-hmm. the Bloods had to come over to the Crips. So we went over to Lutus Park. That's okay. where Kendrick and all them are from over there. Okay. It was it was beautiful. Nice. You know what I'm saying? It, it didn't last long, but it didn't last long. <laughs> it was uh it was was it um Minister it wasn't Minister Farrakhan. Was it was it Khalid Muhammad? I I didn't see n- nobody from the FOI. There. Okay. It was just gang banging. Right. Okay. <laughs> so okay. so is this the time that Cam came out with that song, Peace Treaty? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that was song. that was an amazing song yeah. right there. You you Real knew you knew Cam well, yeah, right? Know, yeah. Cam is my boy. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. What yeah. what was uh what's your relationship with him? Uh saw love. Cam is a very serious brother. You know, he you know, no no pork, no alcohol, no drugs, none of that. So you you only deal with him on certain days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good man, good man, (laughs) fighting, the front-line soldier. Yeah, he's out there in front, you know, Mm -hmm. number of good things to say about So what's happening on West Coast hip-hop right now in your mind, right, today? I mean, aside from Kendrick Lamar, like I'm talking about, is there an underground West Coast that you're feeling, that you're a part of, that you know about? We're rebuilding. Everybody's rebuilding, you know. Shout out to DJ Quick and, you know, the things that they're putting together. He's working with YG. He's working with, uh, you know, all in situations. Him and Eight, they pieced up. There's no more beef there, and they're working on some music. So everybody's rebuilding. Um, and Nipsey Hussle, like you brought up. I mean, Nipsey Hussle, he has a He's in his story. own way. Yeah. <laughs> he he yeah. came out with the, you know Nipsey? Mm-hmm. He came out with that mixtape and he said that a hundred dollars each. Yeah, yeah. And this this is what I'm doing. Made a lot of money. Yeah, because <laughs> you know what? we bought it. You yeah. know, Jay Z spent about ten thousand buying. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you know. Because, and he said they're limited the edition, right? He right. just said they're limited edition. Once they're gone, they're gone. Right. You know, and you don't hear about them on any labels, but mm. I mean, his name is definitely ringing. We you got know. groups like the Dirty OGs coming out, you know, just older cats trying to keep, you know, keep this, keep peace among the West Coast. The, that's what it's all about. The older generation has to come out and 
really show these young cats how it was done to keep the peace and like you know what Snoop Dogg is on and he's working with the the Bompton and all that you know it's another lane it's you know it's a brand so got to commend them for that mm. you know and you yeah, also so. talked about something you're doing with uh, Radiotron yeah what's up we're getting ready they having their i don't know what year anniversary but i was called up by the uh founders and whatever that has something to do with it and i'm just down let's do it you know that's that's that that goes back to when we was talking about the breaking movie that's one of my favorite parts in there when they was in the radio trying and ice t was up there with the spiked and all that and, Mm -hmm. and the glove was on the turntables and you know (laughs) <laughs> that's what it's all about, and that's how we're gonna be up in there, the radio trying. Nice. You know, and I'm gonna be doing some old. I'm gonna be with the spikes around my neck like Ooh. ice and all that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. That would be Classic. hilarious. Classic. That would be a picture to hang <laughs> in a museum. Mm-hmm. I and that's coming up in August, right? Twenty seventh, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, I didn't really get a glimpse at the date, but it's gonna be at my. I just signed Park. the contract. Okay. <laughs> so it's legit. Yeah. It's yeah, not a just yeah. a come and uh, perform here. Yeah. I'm just signed a dotted line. There it is. All right. Well, King T is gonna be there. All right. Well, I mean, I think uh, uh, just what you said about the the message of the OGs coming to not preach to the younger generation, but to just show with their own actions. guidance exactly yeah. Yeah. is um is a, is a good note to leave it on for yeah. sure yeah. last words hey man just check me out on instagram you know what i'm saying at k-i-n-g-t-l-a twitter same thing facebook same thing get ready for this liquid radio launch get ready for this king t book and the new big king tookie album you know it's Boom. coming liquid wait. <laughs> with the K. Yeah, get ready for the alcoholics and check out Exhibit. He's doing a pharmacy with Dr. Dre. Beats Shout One out. Radio. Shout out to the pharmacy. You know, and uh, that's it, man. On some hip-hop shit. What the you li- got going on, Brando? Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just working every day. <laughs> this is the perfect end of the work week. Right. So, you know. Now it's um, time to party. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm turning up right now. <laughs> um, I don't have anything to promote except go check out my man, King motherfucking T. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been in it. Uh, for a minute and it's got so much more to bring y'all i'm just excited that some of the people who might be 19 20 years old out there might have come to us for you know some some comics interview that we might have you know might be able to check into somebody with um with the legacy and oh, the yeah. history oh you the know, credentials that he has exactly if, 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 if this was a general in the army he'd have Five stars, fucking everything. No doubt. This I almost is- wanted to bring um, Tyree. I almost wanted to call Tyree Dillahay, who's a friend of ours. He's an artist uh-huh. and a director um, on Bob's Burgers, animation director. Super oh, talented. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he. you probably watched his work, you know, <laughs> and, and and told him because he grew up in Inglewood, you know what I mean, and say, man, you better come here and sit in for this King T interview <laughs> because um, he would have been geeking out equally on um on what we're talking about because yeah. we're all we all kind of had that same kind of 
shared experience of 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 liking not only one type of music that was ma- mainly portrayed to be the West Coast, but liking all the flavors. And to me, and that you boom bap, you represented the best of both. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's certain. not many people that can say that. I, I I I walked in both worlds. You know what I mean? And that's that's definitely I still having part fun of your legacy. With most still definitely. having fun. Good. All right. There it is on some hip hop shit. There we go, my man. Boom. Peace. All right, peace. Yo, Pooh, let's drop some bass. K I N G T Radio. And I know you can break the chain. I know. This episode of On Some Hip Hop Shit was produced by Brandon Schultz and Adam Silverstein, engineered by Mason Booker, and recorded at the Meltcast Podcast Studios, Hollywood, California. They got street legends. Our theme was produced by King Smo of the Animal Crackers, and a special thanks to Francisco, Gaston, Mark, and Mike Davis. Artwork by Self Uno. Tweet to us at our brand new handle at on some hip hop shit, and that is what's up. <laughs>